Don't wait until you're older to start doing something. I know a lot of people are like, okay, I'm gonna go to college, then I'm gonna go get a job. You can start doing something now. Find something that you love doing, turn it into a business, and see how your life turns out for you. That's advice I just wanna give to not only young people that are thinking of starting a business, but just everybody. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. Now, check this out. We talk about black wealth and black entrepreneurship here. So we're diving deep into the entrepreneurship part today. If you have a food or a drink-based business, if you have a young person in your life or you are a young person is trying to figure out how do I build my business, like where do I start, today is the perfect episode because I'm joined by a good friend of mine, one of the original TSP kids, Shyla Chef. What's up, Shy? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Awesome. How, how old are you now? I'm 18 now and a half. 18 and a half, right? Who knows? You might be 19 by the time we add this, right? It's like... Actually, yes. Just around the corner, probably. Yeah, it's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is great. Thank you for coming on, right? I love talking to you and hearing what you think about entrepreneurship as a young person because you give us a different perspective. Yes. Um, and, right, you've seen a lot in your, you know, even though you're still young, you've seen a lot, you've gone through a lot of different things that entrepreneurs go through in order to kind of reach your dream and the vision of how you see yourself, how you see your business. So I want to make sure we dive into that today. Okay, Is that perfect. cool with you? Of course. All right. So tell me, right, like how did Shyla Chef begin? Like what's the concept, the brand begin as an entrepreneur in this space? Was it something you were just born and was like, I'm going to be a chef? I'm gonna be a vegan chef. Oh. <laughs> like, 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 was your mom, I know your mom, good friends, your mom, was your mom like, listen, I don't care, you know, what you think you're gonna do? You're gonna be a vegan chef. Like, like, how did that, no, she told you that, don't, don't tell us that on camera. That I, might not play well on social. Oh, no. Okay, okay, I just wanna make sure. <laughs> so, so how did the whole brand and the whole business and your passion for this originally start? Ooh, I definitely wasn't born with it. I'll tell you that. Okay. Because I actually got off to a real rough start at home. Mm. And, you know, usually when I tell these stories, I've learned to not sugarcoat it either because I'm like, well, I got up to a little rocky start. I was rocky. Mm. So <laughs> I used to think my brothers were better than me. I'm the middle child as well. I used to do a lot of mean things to my mom. I was a lot, but I wasn't nice. Mm. The reason why I would do a lot of those things is because I didn't feel loved. Mm. My mom and dad tried everything to make me feel loved. My mom is a psychological therapist and counselor, so... She could do all these with no problem with other people, but her own child, it was different. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't figure out why I was just acting up. And it took me to find my love and passion for cooking and healthy eating, finding my purpose. After I found that, my mom and dad started supporting me, and I felt loved. From then, I haven't stopped cooking since. Wow. So, so literally finding your passion, finding my passion puts you on a different path. Yes. In a different trajectory for your whole life, really. Because you live a different life than a lot of you know young people that I meet, um, but it all started there finding that passion piece. Yes. How did you find your passion? Ooh. After finding my passion, well, after the whole getting the rocky start at home, mm -hmm. it took support from my parents and family to be like, okay, I think I'm getting somewhere. From there on, I've just been like studying under different chefs and building mm -hmm. my passion into a business. Okay. 
That's good. Because a lot of people had a passion but can't make a business out of it. Mm-mm. A lot of people have a business it's but they're not passionate too. about it. Yeah. Tell difference. me about the difference. Between a passion and a business? Yes. Because a passion, it can also be a, ha- a hobby. So it's just something that you really like to do. But, you know, if you're not running ads and putting it out there and everything, it's not a business. Mm. That's so good. And that, that follows right along with a, a recent episode we taped where the person said the exact same thing. They said, mm-hmm. you can have a business or you can have a real business. Oh, and they real, said, like, real if you business. Ain't, exactly. If you're not doing all the things to get your product in front of people, if you're not selling right. to them, if you're not, you know, getting customers, then you got a business but ain't a real business and all the things that go with it. Right. It's a passion. I'm, passions I'm, are cool, but it's not a business. Not a business. Right. Uh, so I'm curious about this. Um, because a lot of what you do is around clean eating and, and is all of it vegan? Yes. Okay. I'm curious, were your parents vegan? Or was it something you just stumbled into? Yes, actually. The whole family is vegan. Okay. I've been born vegan. You know, just been acting up a little bit. But, <laughs> uh, in terms of me, not anything else. I've never touched anything that has had a mother or father or some mm. cooking for other people or in school. Mm-hmm. But I've been born vegan. Okay. So you found that passion around it. You got excited about it. Um, and then, like I said, you started learning how to cook. You said you've been studying under other chefs and yes. learning different pieces of it. At what point, because you said it's a difference between a passion and a business. At what point did you say, hey, you know what, I want to make this a business, or did it naturally just start to become a business on its own? It naturally started to become a business because at first, of course, I had a passion but not a business. Mm-hmm. I wasn't selling or planning on selling until... <laughs> I just started acting like I had some type of business. When I started to act like it, I asked my mom, like, hey, can we start it? Like, can we start something? And from then on, I know we were doing a video series, and we were just filming. Then from filming, I started going to different schools and events, you know, cooking, mm-hmm. doing cooking demos for kids and everything. Then I released a cookbook when I was 11, and we started selling that, but we didn't know how to sell Mm. And that's also when we went into TSP, too. Yep, yep. TSP kid. But when I started selling, at least, it started to become a business, and we just started to grow from there. I love it. Now, what surprised you over that time, if you can go back, what surprised you the most about starting to make it a business? Like, What, what, what was, like, the difference for you, right, between, like, hey, passion, um, between the activities and things you had to do, right, between passion, hey, this is, like, fun, I'm just doing this because I'm interested in, in business. Because I'm sure when you got a business, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't feel like doing <laughs> because yeah. it's still required to do it, right? Right. And I'm sure at that time you still are a kid, so you're still doing different things. But your mom has to be like, hey, you know what? Guess what? Like, we got responsibilities. And as a business, right, there's certain things we have to do. Like, what were some of those differences of things that you had to do that maybe your peers mm. didn't have to worry about? It w- we've definitely had to have a whole lot of conversations. The fact that, you know, I am a young entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and there are going to be some things that I can do in won't be able to do. Like, I've always had a love and passion for cooking and vegan cooking. Just everything around that. And (laughs) when I started to get into the culinary industry Mm -hmm. and realized it wasn't all rainbows and smiles and, you know, ratatouille, you know, it was a real business and it was hard. And, of course, you know, when you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. But... When you turn it into business and when you're young as well, it can feel like a whole lot of work. So it would be sometimes where my mom would have to pull me to the side, like, do you really want to do this? And we'd have to have those conversations, but they were definitely beneficial. 
mm. for the long way. But, you know, there are just some times where I couldn't hang out with my friends and I had to, you know, film something or cook something or cater for people because, you know, back then, back then, when it was a passion, I was just, you know, cooking and serving at the table and went from cooking to serving at the table to cooking for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Wow. So, wow. So it sounds like sacrifice. Oh, yeah, sacrifice. I'm, I'm curious, did your friends always understand the sacrifice? Did they get it? Like, hey, you know what, you got a business doing it, or is it hard for them to wrap their mind around the fact that, hey, you can't do some of the things they might want you to do or spend the time the, day, the way they spend the time because they don't understand that lifestyle? They definitely adjusted. Okay, that's good. They definitely adjusted, and that's what I like about it too because their adjustment, it definitely says something about yourself or me because I would honestly, I would hesitate when I have to tell my friends I can't go to the movies because, you know, I have to do something business related, but you have to realize they have no option but to adjust. If they mm. don't adjust, you know, you're gonna find some new friends along the way that will actually come and support you. But I'm just so glad that they can be able to support me and have my back and, you know, hopefully they're watching this interview now. <laughs> I think they are, but I don't know. All right, perfect. So uh, one more thing I wanna ask you around this. As you're growing up, how did you balance? Did you balance, right? Running the business, hey, you know, I'm getting education at the same time. Hey, I'm having fun, right? Like, how do you, you know, kind of level and, and switch in between those different roles, different things that you want to do, things you have to do? Is that balance of it hard or did it just come natural for you? Because I know it's probably some young entrepreneurs watching that's trying to figure that out right now. It has gotten harder as I've gotten older. Hmm. Tell, me, tell me more about that. So when it started to get hard was my sophomore year because I've been homeschooled my entire life mm -hmm. until sophomore year because I was like, I want to go to a real school. You know, <laughs> I just want to see what it tastes like. And But when I started going, I had my ginger lemonades already, you know, in the making. Mm -hmm. So that's when I had to balance because when I came back from school, take that little 15-minute nap, nap then go straight into making ginger lemonades. And of course we were making them by hand at the time, mm -hmm. delivering them to stores and restaurants. So it was this whole other life I had as soon as I woke up. And then I had to balance friends too, because I started to have actual friends. And um, that's when it started to get interesting. I knew I could have some schedules and create some schedules and you know, the Cheyenne morning, shall I chef by night? But uh, when I got older, so about 16, 17, 18, is when it got a whole lot harder because, you know, I'm in culinary school. Hmm. So that schedule is hectic. And then being in business too, the reason why I say those times were a little bit harder was because. I noticed myself spending a whole lot more time in this educational piece and in college than in my business that I created. And there were some times where I felt so bad that there were some things that I didn't know in business or some numbers I didn't know about in business because I was so focused on this educational piece. And there were some times where I beat myself up about that, but that I was, where I would say was the hardest era, mm. um, was just balancing college and business. But I'm getting a hold of it. Yeah. All right. What are some of the things you do now to get a hold of it? Mm, creating a schedule that I can apply to so I can be able to execute. 
Mm. Um, whether if that's having meetings or meetings with my mom or writing a schedule or setting alarms, it's just something to be able to push me so I can know and I can execute in business. Just like, oh, a short little story. I It was something business related that I didn't know that someone asked me. I never freeze. I never freeze when someone asks me a question. And I froze and I beat myself up because I'm like, you're telling me I didn't know something about a business that I started? Are you serious, Charlotte Chef? Like, get it together. So from that point on, not only did I jump up and was able to answer that question ever since, I was like, let me go into my Shopify store. Let me look and let me learn more about my business every day. Even if I have this hectic schedule in school, I know there are these window times where I can be able to learn about business. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm going from an hour a day to two hours to just going up from there. I had to really talk to myself. It took some self-talks. Mm, so self-talks, right? Self-talks. <laughs> now, a second ago, you mentioned, um, you know, coming home from school and doing the ginger lemonade. <laughs> Tell us about the transition from, okay, I'm just shallow chef. I'm speaking to young people, um, catering, right? I'm making, um, you know, different food dishes and things like that to now I become this lemonade entrepreneur. Mm. What, what was that like? It was very interesting. It was a lot because during that time, of course, you know what, it was a lot, but it did feel good because you're in the beginning stages of business and it's all, you know, happy-go-lucky, ginger lemonades and business. Mm. But leading into sophomore going junior year, you know, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And people were acting like the ginger lemonades was this corona cure and everybody needed to get it. But my mom and I only knew the recipe. So we couldn't keep up with orders. That's when we went into production mm -hmm. and started looking for a formulation company and co-packers to be able to pass that recipe along and push more drinks out. But at that time, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. It was definitely an adjustment, especially due to the fact that I didn't know I'd be in the beverage business mm -hmm. at all. I was like, I'm a chef. That is it. You know, but I'm grateful the drinks came about. I just didn't know what happened. A lot of people, when they make that transition from, hey, we're making it at home to having someone else make it uh, or having somebody else having to touch this formula or maybe they got to make changes to the formula to make sure it got, you know, it's more stable and has shelf life and things like that. Right. A lot of entrepreneurs are afraid of that piece of it. And they're afraid of like, hey, you know what? They're going to change what's special that. about it. Uh, are they going to take care of it like we take care of it? Was any of those fears for you during that time? Absolutely. First of all, <laughs> It was a fear that I had to adjust to. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur, a black business owner, and you don't know where to go, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to that gets how you feel or gets the pressures of being a business owner in today's climate, guess what we do? I want to introduce you to the Traffic Sales and Profit Mastermind. Now in the TSP Mastermind, we have a 12 month program that's going to help you reach your next six, seven, or eight figures in business over the course of a year. Now, along that year, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, we have accountability, we have community, we have live events, and everything you need in order to reach the next level. For more information, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com. Also, because being a chef and being in the culinary industry, you want to gatekeep everything, <laughs> every recipe. I promise you, I have a book of recipes that I don't want to be shared 
you know, you can taste it. You won't have the recipe. So bringing that into the beverage industry, it was like, oh my goodness, I have to give my baby away. I have to give my recipe away. But I know that it's beneficial. And I know if I want to get my drinks out, that's what's going to yeah. happen. And that's when, when you talked about sacrifices, that's one of the sacrifices I had to make. So I was like, okay, you can have the ginger lemonade recipe. These little food recipes I may keep for a little bit. <laughs> you can have it. So it was an adjustment, but I made it. And now, now, what's the other side of that adjustment? Because you talked about before a lot of your time being coming from school and having to make the lemonades and stuff like that. Since that part, you're not spending time on like you used to. What is most of the business time spent on now? Most of the business time spent on now is, oh, we got a lot more free time. So I do have a little bit of my cooking life back. We are doing a lot of social media for that as well. Still running ads for the drink so we're doing a lot of pop-ups and everything but i can say that some time has been let off for our hands good so now you can that one time marketing and marketing and getting attention to it right because now yes. you got the back end of it done i was thinking like you got the front end and back end right the front end is you attracting people to it the back end is they're like okay once i sell it we got to actually fulfill it so they help with the fulfillment piece of it um and congratulations to your mom on just getting that piece done because like i said a lot of people are, are so gripped with fear they can never really scale up and grow and they'll never be able to as long as they have to touch. Right. Everybody. If you got to touch every bottle, guess what? It's only so many bottles you're going to be able to touch. It's only so many bottles. Yeah. And you ain't never going to be able to like really grow that thing into an enterprise. So congratulations on y'all on just moving beyond that stage and get to the next stage of it. Like I said, which is now, Hey, we got somebody that can make as much as we can sell. We need to focus our time on actually selling it and moving it through. Yes. So this is the time where we're actually, being able to sell it and market it the way we need to mm -hmm. because you know making it by hand it was like yeah we're marketing a little bit but the rest of that time we're making the ginger lemonade so yeah that's good now we talk about ginger lemonade it's four different flavors four different flavors all right tell me about each one of the flavors so we have the cali living which is the original new york berrylicious which is a strawberry that was the first drink that actually got me to ginger lemonades Okay. But the Georgia Peachy Keen, and then there's an Island Red Raspberry Sea Moss. Mm, that sounds good. It's really good. <laughs> All right. It's and, really and tell me about the first one that got you into it. The New York Berrylicious Ginger Lemonade. Of course, my mom and I were the only ones that knew the recipe. Just made it around the house because it was great. And this one time, someone flew me out to Omaha to be their celebrity chef for this event. Went there, made the food, realized, oh, they don't have anything to drink. That's when I made that New York Berrylicious. And I just put it out there for them to get samples. After everyone tasted it, they start getting these big empty jugs and they start <laughs> filling it up. I was like, whoa. And then this store owner came and was like, okay, so when are you selling these? And I looked on them and I was like, this is selling. Like, I didn't know we were going to this. So we flew back and light bulbs just started going off. January 2019, we released the ginger lemonades. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Awesome. So now you sell online, you sell in stores as well? Yes. Awesome. Like, you know how many stores that it's in or like, like what kind of um, places, how many states, like how can people get a hold of it if they're watching? They are currently in 30, well, we sell across the globe. Okay. Currently 34 states right now. And it's also on the website, shellandshop.com. Then there are some stores and some restaurants that have it in Atlanta too, like that burger spot, Sevenanda, Cineholic, and a whole lot more to come. Awesome, a whole lot more to come. Look like you got something under wraps. You can't. I feel like you want to share, it, but you can't share it yet. Okay, we'll give you a pass this one time. A 
past. Yeah, next time you come to the show, you got to be giving it up, though. Maybe a little right. sneak. So, right. Something like Okay, so um, let's talk about uh, being an entrepreneur helping, you know, young entrepreneurs out there. Young entrepreneurs that come to you, because I'm sure they come to you all the time, or people bring their kids to you all the time. Like, what are you telling them about entrepreneurship? About entrepreneurship, I'm so grateful. I was glad to meet a whole lot of new young entrepreneurs this time because I know being in TSP as well, I was always hungry for meeting more young entrepreneurs because I didn't see a lot mm -hmm. or not a lot. And I would first tell them to make sure it's something that you really want to do. Because when you present something to your parents, depending on how your parents are as well, it will end up being their business more than it will ever be the child's business in the first place. Mm. And I just want to tell them to be careful of that as well when you're a young entrepreneur, you know? Mm. And that's good for the parents too, realizing that, hey. It's good for the parents. But, but like, hey, like, it's a big commitment for me. Like, you know, because yeah. cause once I start selling stuff, like, I still got to make sure my kid actually fulfill on the stuff that we sell it. Because once that right. transaction comes, that cute kid part is over for the person buying it. They oh, like, oh, it's a yeah. cute kid, I want to support it's a you. cute kid, but. But I'm sure y'all ain't got some emails in, the, in, the, in customer service. I know. They ain't got nothing to do with no cute kids. Like, where my stuff at? You know, what's yes. going on? All type of things that happen with a product-based business when you're shipping out things. And, and whether it's your fault or not, like, people want to know, what's up? And you know, that reminds me of when we started selling the ginger lemonades, too. Because, you know, it's, oh, cute little girl on the front. Where's my order though? Like that's exactly <laughs> how it was at first, especially when we were handling drinks after COVID started going mm -hmm. on. Oh, it was no cute kid anymore. So I think that's what has to really come to mind for the parents too. But I just really want to make sure the kid knows what they want to do mm -hmm. to be able to turn it into a business. So you're just not working off of a hobby. Mm -mm. If they're trying to figure out, if a young person knows, like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what I want, I don't know what I'm, like, which lane I should go into, what advice would you give them? Mm -hmm. Like, if it was you before you knew that, hey, you know, before I, knew, I wanted to be a vegan chef. I would I, have to figure out where I spend most of my time. That's good. Or what I spend most of my time doing and see how I can turn it into a business. And it's like, I don't know how I could turn this into a business. It's like, then you have to ask around and kind of see. And sometimes it takes other people because you seem like you really know yourself as well, but you have to ask other people like, what is it about me? And you just kind of learn from there. Even with personal things, I ask my friends, what is it about me that's such and such? And then they'll tell me, and it's true. Mm -hmm. So I do think it takes just something you do normally or something that you really like for you to turn it into a business. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this. What is the future for Shala Chef? Is it, hey, I want to take my, you know, ginger lemonade empire to the next level? Is it, hey, you know what? I want to finish culinary school and create this massive catering business. You want to be a TV personality, right? Like, like what is what is the next step for you? Or do you, are you have you already thought that far yet? I have. The funny thing is, it's all of it, actually, because I want my ginger lemonades to be in all stores and second i need my restaurants to open up that's the great thing about graduating in the spring but after that i'll be able to get ready to start some restaurants so who knows who knows who okay. knows of course i'll let y'all in and you know i'll let the tsp family and everyone watching in but restaurants getting my drinks out of there of course doing different tv spots but as long as the drinks are selling 
stores, as long as my restaurants are good, starting in ATL, we'll be good. All right. So what is the vision? You talk about a restaurant. What's the yes. vision of the restaurant? Like when you see it, like in your mind, what does it look like? You know, is it small bites? Is it sit down? Is it mm. like, like, tell me about this restaurant. Ever since I was younger, I've always wanted a high class vegan restaurant. Oh, so I need so, to dress up. It's fancy. Yeah, a little bit fancy. A little <laughs> fancy, you know. You know, maybe some shiny little shoes would come okay, in. Okay, shiny shoes. All bottoms. Oh, yes. I love every cuisine. So, of course, you're going to see a whole lot of Korean food, high class Korean food, you know, everything mixed together. Maybe some Indian, but. You could definitely see high class and vegan. Okay, I love it, I love it. So, you heard it first, high class vegan restaurants coming within the next few years from Charlotte Chef. Oh yeah. I love it, right? For the people that are watching and they say, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. It's a young person doing so many things and, and they want to encourage other young people in their life. Like, what would you tell them? How can they encourage other young people around them? I would definitely say, don't wait until you're older to start doing something. I know a lot of people are like, okay, I'm gonna go to college, then I'm gonna go get a job. You can start doing something now. Find something that you love doing, turn it into a business, and see how your life turns out from there. That's advice I just wanna give to not only young people that are thinking of starting a business, but just everybody. There's always something out there. There you go, that is amazing. How can they you know, buy the drinks? support you. You still doing catering? Oh, yes. Okay, how can they hire you for catering, right? They got a, a four or 5,000 person event. Uh, I don't know, like mama <laughs> the side, like, hold on, I don't know about the four or 5,000 people. Let's scale it down a little bit. But uh, how can they get a hold of you and learn about everything that is in Charlotte Chef's world? Perfect. Everything social media is Charlotte Chef, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok, S-H-I-L-A-C-H-E-F. All right, so thank you so much for coming to the show. Hey, y'all. Check this out. If you know a young person that wants to be an entrepreneur, you want to encourage a young person, or you just want to get the word out to support this sister, make sure you share this episode. Make sure you push it out. Make sure you tag some people. If you're watching on the convo, make sure you're telling people to make sure you download and tune into the convo so that they can get a hold of this. This is probably one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite people. So I want to make sure you get out there and support it. And guess what? We'll be back next week with another awesome person, another awesome interview to take you, your business, and your wealth to the next level. But guess what? We'll be back with another amazing episode next week with another amazing guest that's going to help you take your business or your wealth to the next level. You only get the information though if you show up, if you tune in, and if you watch what we have coming. So we'll see you next week only on the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. The Combo, your home for conversations on black entrepreneurship and wealth. Available on your favorite platforms.